0: Just a couple of boys from WA, but if you're not, that's okay. It's the Mitchell and Michael show. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. Um, how you going? You going good.
1: Yeah, th- do well, mate. Uh, I right. just finished up uh, like a great three hours there, uh, okay. and and now it's going to get like repackaged into just like under
0: thirty minutes for you. Imagine that. That's like hanging out with your mates, right? Like, or you're on like a date and you, it's like a three-hour date. And then you just you just like cut through all the crap and you're like, here's 30 minutes of the good stuff. This all it is. It's, just th- it's sometimes like 30. So it's like 20. 20 minutes of good stuff. Like on a tonight. date? No. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that too. No, like 20 minutes of good stuff like on the show. Yeah. And then sometimes we do this thing. This is to lengthen it.
1: This is just, I feel like this is just for us and for some long-time listeners, because that's what most of you are, really. I'll I'll tell you that, if you're listening now, you've probably listened for quite a while.
0: If you're a new listener, no, in fact, if you're listening right now, (laughs) can you message us and just say, I'm listening? Because I don't believe, I see the numbers, but I don't believe. Tell me where you're listening.
1: No, I'm not, I I would like say, to know you're listening because if you were like you are my toilet podcast, <laughs> then I'd like to know that.
0: But we never even get that information. So I just like <laughs> acknowledge us, say hello, and we'll, we'll we we'll go from there. Um, <laughs> it's like when someone's like 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 will you marry me, and you're like I don't believe you. That's what this. I feels don't like, believe like, you. Like a girl, like I don't believe you want to. Like this sounds like a trick. That's what this feels like. Right now. Well, like you're listening, I don't believe you. Prove <laughs> it.
1: Look, there's great stuff coming up. We've got uh, Scott Phillips, of course, because it is a cheap Tuesday. Yes. Uh, things could get very bad in Australia for about a year. Uh, and then we also catch up with a man who walked
0: through all of Australia. All yeah. of it. You name it, probably walked it. Yeah. And and he didn't do it by himself. No. He took some friends. Yep Some some friends that have your back because they've got enough on theirs. <laughs> He's called John the Camel Man. He, got, the he, he took camels with him. I promise the show is good. I don't know why the start of this is so shit, but the, the show is really good, I promise. Uh, but we'll get to it quite quickly. Um, there's some other crap on there. Uh, I've already put my laptop away. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just immediately, if it's out of Mitchell's eye, eye line, he doesn't remember it at all.
0: It is really weird, like that. Like, as like, um, I say, my baby. Um, that's true, too. But like, it's like, if I can't, like, I'm like a baby. Like You're if,
1: like okay, it's object permanence. Kind of yeah. Yeah, yeah, if
0: it's gone, it's gone type thing. And I'm always, you know, me guys, I'm always on to the next show. You know, produce a great show, onto the next, to the next on one. To the next I'm next one. already investigating. Look, so but
1: okay. we know what's first, because it always is. It's Ben Harvey See,
0: I didn't even know that. <laughs> I did not even know that, and I've done that segment every day for the past six months. Um, enjoy, guys.
1: Politics, crime, sport, finance. You've heard the news before, but not like this. (laughs) It's Up Early with
0: Ben Ha harvey Michael Ross. Uh, Give me the news. Sad news for Terry Irwin. Nah, I'm sure she doesn't care. Uh, Russell Crowe has debuted his new girlfriend, who is 27 years younger than him. He says it's not about the age. He likes her for her beautiful mind. Nice. (laughs) (laughs)
1: You know what I found out about Beautiful Mind? What? Uh, They didn't put this in the movie, but the guy in real life, huge, like, uh, anti-Semitic.
0: Really? Yeah. Didn't like the Jews? No. A very neo-Nazi. Also, didn't like Windows either. Why are you drawing on them? You know? Yeah. Jeez, man. It's going to take ages to get out. Uh, Apple has been fined $19 million for selling iPhones without chargers. You know what they weren't charged with? Battery.
1: Yeah, good uh, one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but no. Yeah, uh,
0: seriously, uh, like they actually like if yeah, Apple keeps changing their charges. Sure yeah, apparently in Europe, all gonna be the same.
1: Yeah, they said that. I guess they said it was like powerpoints. Yeah. Like we made a standard for powerpoints,
0: so we're gonna make a standard for the the other end of the plug as well. It'd be cool if we could do that around the world, like America. What's that? How's okay, it got three? there's it got two? Very confusing. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, and finally, uh, Ned Brockman, an Aussie tradie, has completed a three thousand eight hundred kilometer run from Perth to Sydney. Petrol prices are crazy. <laughs> 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 no, uh, but seriously, he did raise one point five million dollars for homelessness. Good problem. You know,
1: they just
0: get around their This is actually really. It's really really cool. It took forty three days. He ran a hundred k. I know that math doesn't work out, but he ran like a hundred k's every day for forty three days.
1: Late this morning, we're going to catch up with a man who has traversed 12,000 Ks, really? I believe it is, yeah, around Australia. Oh, get Insane. M- get moving, bro. Mitchell Titley, uh, things can only get better. <laughs> uh, disagree with Brian Cox, the famous astrophysicist who was originally the keyboard player of d Ream.
0: Didn't he once have a Twitter battle with someone who they were like, stick to music, and he was like, I'm a bloody... Science magician. Yeah.
1: Something. I'm sure he was like, we had one hit, mate. Like, <laughs> whereas he's made many documentaries since. Oh. Uh, look, I, I've got a side gig too, I, I'm, but I'm not a keyboardist. I uh, run quizzes. I run a, mm. a quiz, quiz night on a Monday night.
0: You make people a different type of board.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I tell you what, they were, they were not bored last night. They were having a wild time at the quiz.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, because... I had never encountered this in, in the months that I've been doing it and in the years that I've been going to quizzes. I've never encountered what One Table did.
0: Well, because it, it's been off for a couple of weeks, hasn't it?
1: Yeah. So, And they obviously were so excited to have it back. Mm. And it all came from a, from one of the questions. Uh, let's see if you know the answer to this one. Okay. question is, what is Fireball Whiskey's slogan? Tastes Ooh. like heaven, blank. Fill in the blank.
0: Makes you feel like hell.
1: Very close. It's tastes like heaven, burns like hell. Oh, okay. That is Fireball Whiskey's
0: slogan. Well, like tastes like heaven, should it belongs in hell? i not a fan. It hurts.
1: So that was round. That was round one. Okay. During round three. Yeah. Okay, like a couple of rounds later, so maybe like twenty minutes later. Yeah. Thirty minutes later, uh, I see one of the tables take a tray. Of fireball whiskey shots yeah. back to their table. No. On
0: a Monday night.
1: No. They started doing shots at a quiz
0: night on a Monday night. Did you? Well, Monday nights, here's my quick question. Monday night is industry night. Like, a, like if you work in a bar, normally that's your Saturday you know what I mean? Okay. Like, like Monday, because Friday, Saturday, busy days. Yeah, Right. Day. So they're like yeah, essentially your Friday. So then your Monday becomes like your day off. Yeah. Did they look like they worked in bars?
1: No. Okay. They, they were not because there definitely was a table of people who work at the bar that the quiz is at. They um. often win. I don't know how to feel about it. These people were quite young. They yep. looked like kind of uni students. Okay. Uh, and the, the guy in particular who brought the tray of Ooh. shots... Big old nerd. No offence to him.
0: I mean, takes was to no one.
1: I know. Yeah, and he was a bi- big old nerd. Yeah. And I was like, you're getting in on it too, mate. You're getting in on this on fireballs on a Monday night. <sighs> and I, I, the best thing about it is you have a microphone. Yeah. And I uh, called him out. And I was like, I have never seen oh, really? anyone do this. And they replied. They were like, well, you inspired us. Yeah, I
0: was going to say, product placement. By mentioning fireball whiskey. So... Can you ask a question next week about our podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Michael Ross got some new curtains. And boy, they did. The old ones fell right in the bin. And I think maybe the new ones have to go there too. Uh, There's a huge debate on at Mitchell Tinley on Instagram. Uh, The reason why I sent you there. It's too hard to just put it on the Mitchell Michael Show. There's too much content. Curtain content. Let me tell you this now, guys. Curtain content. Is king. Uh, they say in radio, content is king, but I guess... Uh, curt- the type of content. Yes, Kirk curtain content is emperor. It's like, it's like right at the top. Uh, like I threw... I just... It was time. There was like holes... Not holes in them, but like you see they were kind of like starting to like come away. Were bit. they
1: there when you moved in? Yes, yes. Right. So they're not even your curtains. No, no. they've
0: got like the peasant smell on them. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> they, made, they made way more money than I ever have. Uh but a reason why I bought new curtains as well is because I was walking past a spotlight. Now oh. you, sir, are an ex employee. Yeah. I worked of, like, at Spotlight place. for like five years. And because it is Cheap Tuesday, I thought I'd bring you this amazing bargain. Okay. So Walking past, they're doing like a closing or moving. Have you ever been a part of this? A, like a moving sale.
1: I've never been part of moving. Sometimes we do a big stock take and we might it, be rearranging the store. It
0: was like to the thing where it, like they were selling the shelves. Like it was that. Yeah, it was like okay. they were properly clearing out. And there was a basket in there that was like, oh, everything here, 20 bucks. And then my mum was like, oh. They look like cool curtains, and then she was like, "You should have this. I was like, "Yeah, okay, cool, I will." And we took them to the counter, and you would have experienced this before. Yeah, I'm like, "Here's me curtains," and the lady goes, "That'll be a hundred and fifty-two dollars."
1: And I and you said a I big. I we your said pardon? what? We I'm said sorry.
0: We said sorry. We got them from the basket that said twenty dollars. Twenty dollars, and now, as a former Spotlight employee, yeah, and a retail worker. What normally happens in that situation? It's like cuz you don't like the battle with the old lady, do you? Cuz you're like, "Oh, yes, but ma'am, someone could have just put it there." Yeah,
1: cuz because that can happen that another mm. customer might put it in there. It's like that's not, it's not a magic basket. Yeah, they do actually it's like, <laughs> it's like
0: it's like if it doesn't scan, it's not free. You know, like yeah. that one?
1: You're like, "Well, someone might have removed the barcode." And like, we don't play those rules.
0: And what's funny is it was $152 per curtain. Like, as in, it was a set of two, but it was, like, for two curtains. So, that's 300 bucks, right? And Good there's curtain. a huge line behind us. And my mum's like, oh, okay. Well, I guess, like, we're obviously not going to do that. Not taking those. And the lady went, and this is how I know it was like a closing down sale. The, the shop assistant just went, ah. Ah, who cares? You can have it for time. <laughs>
1: I like the cut of their gym.
0: and it's like, (laughs) I, (laughs) I will be a lifelong like. So you know when they ask you, do you want to be a spotlight member? This lady didn't ask me because she didn't care. No, but the next one that asked me, I will bloody sign up because that worker alone saved me. What are we looking at? Two hundred and eighty dollars because she gave me them both for twenty bucks, (laughs) both for twenty bucks. So essentially ten bucks, and they would have been a hundred and eighty each or something like that.
1: That's insanity. And how did they go in the
0: house? Oh, that's a story for another day.
1: (laughs) I know the answer. (laughs) It's time for all you little bin chickens to dive into Michael's Bargain Bin. Join the Facebook group, Michael's Bargain Bin, to brag and boast about all your bargain finds. Sign up now in the group for Michael's Bargain Bin. I am your fearless leader, the ayatollah of the dollar.
0: Vladimir put it back. expensive.
1: Cash Grow. Uh, Pablo
0: Esco Bargain.
1: Uh, Paul Pop that down. Uh, Kim Jong
0: undervalued.
1: <laughs> and uh, I took a big risk this weekend, mate, when I saw muscles on sale.
0: <laughs> oh, mate, I told you, work hard for them, you'll get them.
1: <laughs> for nine bucks a kilo. and I was like, I'm gonna have some of those.
0: Are we talking uh, butcher? Are we talking fishmonger? Are we talking? We're talking, we talking
1: at the deli section at the shops. Disgusting. And, and uh, uh, oh wait, it's so actually the deli though, not at the deli. Not in like a, a not pre-pack because they
0: have yeah they have those little pre-pack ones, so not those ones. Not those ones no.
1: at the deli section, yep. but it's still always. I feel no offense to the to the supermarkets. It's often a bit riskier than if I went to a fishmonger.
0: Just you like know. it's not their priority, is it?
1: No, it's just a little side salad. Yeah, uh, and so I I bought half a kilo. So of muscles of the of most, muscles,
0: the most muscles you've ever possessed. <laughs> Four
1: dollars fifty. I was yeah. like amazing, nice. Uh And then, do you know like do you know how to prepare muscles?
0: Not at all.
1: So you take them home, right? And. Uh, you what you do is you make like a, you fill the sink with like water and you chuck a bunch of like salt in so you okay. can like clean them because yep. they often have like still little bits of weed on them and stuff and you like pull the beards off and that sort oh, of thing okay. and also while you're doing this you're learning something important about the muscles oh. because there's a rule of thumb that if the muscles float they are no good oh. they should sink they float they're off the boat that's that's <laughs> that's that's the old saying and. Uh,
0: All but three (laughs) floated. Oh, no. So how many muscles all up? We're talking? We're
1: talking like for half a kilo, I would say there was maybe like 20 muscles or something. And three, by the floating method, were good. Is that... And I was like, no. how,
0: How accurate? Is, that, is it like when you drop a sausage in a pan if it bounces like it's cooked? Or, like what are we talking? <laughs>
1: Dropping a battery. Yeah. Uh, so there is then a second method. Okay. So what okay. you do is you take the muscle yeah. and you tap them. You're like, you like hit them on the side of the sink. Yep. And if they close, they're still alive. Uh, is that good? That's good. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. uh, if they're dead, you don't know how long they've been dead for. That's true. So give them, give them a bit of a tap. Tap, tap, tap. still had to get rid of ones that like crack shells are often not too good so I'd like, be careful if you got a crack shell. Okay. So I still lost maybe five oh, but okay. I was like okay they've closed yep but only three are only three are good okay yeah. <laughs> And so then I cooked them in this I made like a Thai green curry yeah cooked the prawns and what you're waiting for is if they open if they don't open they are they are done. And you do not force them open. Oh, okay. They're not like oysters. Do not force them open. And all three. And all 15 bloody open. What? And I ate them, so- and I didn't get food poisoning. So you,
0: like, ignored the signs?
1: I ignored the sides because I was like, I can't just have a dish with only three mm. muscles out of half a kilo. What a waste that would be.
0: Well, wow, that's what your wife has. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dish. <laughs> uh, I've, made this, I've made the same joke five times. I know. <laughs>
1: sometimes you've got to risk it.
0: I want to talk about bald men. Never heard that song they before, are Bold
1: and beautiful.
0: Be honest, have you ever heard of that? No, I've never years.
1: heard of the band, The Drugs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, They uh, always staying away. It's always staying away. Uh, Mugger Ross, the Sexiest Bald Man Live competition is back this year, and we try to crown who is the sexiest bald man. Now, it's based on like net worth. Uh, their their like tweet activity, the golden ratio, which I'll explain. Their height, uh, and their like just their sexiness. Oh,
1: so that's how unattractive people become sexier. Just have more money and more fame.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So if you lose if you lose your hair, make up for it with like stocks. You know, yeah, <laughs> just be better. Okay, so. Uh, the golden ratio just is just like photos into an algorithm, and it sort of like goes through there, like yeah, they say like symmetry is beauty and all that sort of. The
1: stuff. golden ratio is like that spiral, yeah, like that. Yeah, shows off like yeah symmetry
0: and like yeah. design. So I've got top ten here. Uh, First of all, got pitbull. Oh, this bad boy. <laughs> Woo! Do we uh, want him? Do we? Uh, where does he sit on the top 10? Because he's in the top 10 of top the sexiest bald man alive. But he
1: is kind of short, is he not?
0: Uh, I mean, TV, you never know.
1: And But then he also is, a, well, you know, I'm he, assuming a multi-millionaire thanks to his music. He's
0: 170 and he's got about $200 million Australian right. dollars in the bank.
1: So he's shorter than me mm-hmm. by five centimetres, richer than me by $200 million. And... Uh, I'm going to say that he's coming in at number six.
0: Ooh, incorrect. Wow. Number four. Really, he's top five. Now we move on. Michael Ross, Billy
1: Joel. Older. So I imagine that, like, older ladies love a bit of Billy Joel. He is 166. But he didn't always... He wasn't always bold. He used to have hair. Yeah, that's so what we're we thinking. So I'm going to say that he's lower. He's... not. So Pitbull's fourth, mm. Billy Joel's, like, seventh.
0: Okay, you're correct in his lower, incorrect on the number. Okay, so what, where is he at? <clears throat> not on the list. He's not in the top no, ten? No, no, not on the list. It's I just thought Billy good. Joel would have been a little bit higher. Really?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, because because he lost his hair mm. with age. Though I, w- I would think that if you lose your hair when you're younger, you can become a beautiful, bald man. Become, losing your hair later in life, you just become granddad.
0: But he sold—he's like sold out, like Madison Square Garden, like the most. For times. the work he did when he had hair. Oh, okay, fair yeah. point. Okay, uh, finally, Michael Ross, I just want you to have a stab in the dark here. Who is number one? Is it? It could it be <laughs> Vin Diesel? You bloody come oh. It's Vin I Diesel. I do friends.
1: I got family.
0: That's got right. family. <laughs> Vin Diesel. Thoughts on Vin Diesel being the sexiest bald man alive?
1: I mean, like he is a specimen, isn't he? He's, like he's six foot. He's always been bald. Like he's always been bald. Yeah. You can find him with hair, but I wouldn't. I, <laughs> <laughs> I I put him with like a Statham. Is Jason Statham like top three? Because they're, like you know they're action stars. They're bald, but they they wear it well. Statham's number five,
0: just below Prince William. Prince William, yeah. He's not a good-looking guy. He was when he had hair. But no, but this is
1: about when you are bald. I don't think he's gone into baldness correctly yet.
0: I've made the joke before, but I'll do it again. He is the hair.
1: is <laughs> <He's> the hair. Triple <laughs> M, <laughs> Mitchell on Michael, and Mitch, joining us on the line now is a modern-day adventurer who has been trekking across the great country with his camels in tow. It is John the Camelman, Elliot. G'day, John. <clears throat>
2: G'day, how oh, you doing?
0: Yeah, pretty good. Now, mate, you've come all this way. Uh, take us through your journey. That's a camel joke. You've cameled. <laughs> yeah, <good> so, one. <laughs> what started this journey and why? That's what I need to know.
2: Well, mate, I had no idea about camels, but uh, I had a girlfriend of mine start talking about camels one night at dinner and we were about four bottles of red deep, so Something kind of clicked, and I'm not sure if it was the wine or just uh, the call to adventure. But the next day, I Googled how do you buy a camel, and uh, four and a half years later, I ended up completing a 12,000-kilometer trek, first person to go through every single state in Australia and seven of the ten major Australian deserts.
1: Now, well, congratulations, mate! I had yeah, no idea. You're the fir- you're the
0: first one to do all states. Yep. How'd you go? I, I
2: think I think sometimes when you're looking to do a first, you've either got to uh, become uh, you know really talented at something, or just pick something really obscure. Yeah. I went the obscure angle.
0: Now, how'd you go with COVID? Did you <laughs> getting through states? Sorry, what? <laughs> with uh, uh
2: sorry, I've been, I've been in the desert for about two years, but I have no idea. <laughs> COVID we're talking about. That's what so I that's mean. True that, that's true isolating, isn't it? But
0: that's what I mean is it's like you, here you are just like strolling through with some camels and they're like, no, 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 the world shut down. And you're like, no, 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 I got me camels. We'll be fine. Yeah,
2: yeah, I was probably more geared to self-isolate than uh, anyone else. I mean, at the peak of isolation on these trips, the, uh, the closest human being to me was the International Space Station every time I flew <laughs> over my head. <laughs> <laughs> now,
1: out of all the states then that you travelled through, what leg was the hardest stretch?
2: uh look they all presented a slightly different challenge we started off during the drought and then that led us straight as we're coming out of canberra into the bushfires so we're on foot going through a lot of the bushfire affected region it got within five kilometers of us and then we come out of that disappear into the victorian high country and um the weather conditions got pretty bad we um fell off a cliff Uh, one of the camels went 40 meters i went 20 and a few other camels went off a Uh, about 15 metres, and then we we get through that and survive that. And then five days later, we're caught in a snowstorm with 140-kilometre-hour winds and a couple of feet of snow dumped on us. Um, By the time I actually got out to the desert, the part that I was most nervous about, um, it was the easiest... Part of the trek. You just had to deal with, you know, a lot of repetitive days with not much out there.
0: Now, you've gone from like a Tasmania, I believe. Did you just chill on the spirit of Tasmania as it went to Victoria? Or how did. Camels, could they swim? Yeah, how did you get the camels across?
2: Yeah, well, so we hired a 40 foot stock crate. So oh. um, it was more of an operator. They, they moved cattle uh, back and forth from there. So I just pretty much moved the camels uh, across the exact same way. I hired a whole entire 40 foot stock crate and put it on the toll freight boat.
1: And uh, the Canning Stock Route was was part of your final. Like you've finished up in in Jero now, uh, at the yes. request of the mayor Shane Van Stein. We know him <laughs> yes, well.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he uh, he planted a little seed. Uh, I went up to Parabadu to train some camels uh, just before I started this, and um, I was coming back through, and I uh, met met Shane a couple of times. So. He invites me into the man cave at the back of his house there, and we have a couple of beers. He said, so you should be finishing this thing in Geraldton, mate. He plants the seed, and he keeps on planting it in there. And uh, three and a half years later, I was halfway through the Gibson Desert, and that seed had blossomed into a tree. And I uh, give him a call in the sat phone. I "I think you're right, mate. I, th- I think I should finish in Geraldton. So he uh, he wasn't surprised about the call. I think he knew exactly what he was doing.
0: Now, is there something, you, you if you could do this all again, that you would do differently?
2: Uh he, yeah, not too much. I mean, I, I did say a lot at the start of the trip. They're like, "What training and preparation have you done?" I was like, "Oh, the the first half of the trip will train me for the second half of the trip." <laughs> I yeah, uh, I, I think all of the the things that made it uh, challenging and, and quite hard on time. You know, where a lot of errors were being made. Were the biggest lessons that I had because it was constantly teaching me that. Despite what you came through, came up against, you got through to the other side. So, uh, I wouldn't change too much to make it easier. So, therefore, I think I wouldn't change much at all about the trip,
1: mate. You're like a modern day uh, Burks at Wills. So, uh,
2: like, hats off to you. Sir. I, except I lived through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do, you fa- wee- go, do you have a favorite? Just
0: before we go, do you have a favourite camel?
2: Oh, I do indeed. I've got, I've got Cam as the favourite camel, but uh, I've definitely got an, a, one that's not the favourite, Bill the Bastard. He whinged and complained the whole entire way, and he was like an anchor on the camel train. I reckon I would have finished a year earlier <laughs> if I'd just dropped him out of the team. <laughs> you also did
1: great uh, great work partnering with Skin Check Champions. Uh, so, uh, like, uh, just goals all round. What a trip. What an adventure. And uh, oh. thanks so much for joining us this morning.
2: My pleasure, and if anyone wants to follow along, we've got a book and a doco coming out next year, so just follow us along at Insta at John a. R. T. Elliot.
1: At the end of this month, we'll be attending Radio's Night of Nights, the ACRAs, the Australian Commercial Radio Awards. All your faves will be there, the Hamish and Andy's of the world. Well, the... I
0: don't think they will be.
1: Hamish Nandy will be there.
0: You know they'll be there. I don't think they will be.
1: They'll be there at the after party. You know those guys. They love
0: it. I don't think, I don't think they do. <laughs>
1: Kyle and Jackie O. <laughs> They'll be there. Amanda and Jonesy. I don't think anyone at WA. Uh, Amanda's on the living room.
0: No, yeah, it's actually going on a hiatus. Oh, yeah? Just for all that. She our... needs to take a break. Yeah.
1: Uh, look, it's like it's a really big night, so you've got to look nice. Yeah. You know, it's a black tie event as yes. well. Uh, so I went out this weekend and I bought myself not just a suit, a tuxedo.
0: Oh, like Jackie Jam.
1: <laughs> like the tuxedo.
0: Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it's
1: a uh, I'm going to tell you. Yep. I'm going to tell you what I bought, but you have to figure out whether or not I'm actually lying. And I'm not. Go- mm. And you won't know until the night of nights. But I'm just giving you information now because okay. I'm assuming you haven't got yours yet.
0: Okay. So I, you're a cheat man, though. So I can only imagine. Okay. There's so, a tuxedo at the south is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Here are some things that are true. Okay? okay. The cost. I won't lie about the cost. Okay. It has cost me, so far, two hundred and fifty dollars for the whole suit. Yep, two hundred fifty dollars suit. Cool. Don't want
0: to see out. Don't want to seem out of touch. Cool. Two
1: hundred fifty dollars <laughs> suit. Uh, and uh, here are some details that these ones could be anywhere on there. Okay. It is a velvet <laughs> jacket. Okay. That is white, with like a black lapel, black trim. So white. White tuxedo, black trim, okay. with a white shirt, a black bow tie, okay. and a red pocket square.
0: So you look like you're in Casino Royale.
1: <laughs> I look like James Bond. You look
0: like you're an extra in the poker <laughs> yeah. scene.
1: And uh, I'll give you this. I'm wearing black pants because I'm not a monster. Mm-hmm. So I will. Th- I am wearing black pants. But yeah, everything else there, some of that is true. Some of that might
0: not be true. Oh, I was going to say, because, like, doesn't it have to be black? I thought it had to be, like, black. Like, black jacket, black everything. That's not what black... Black tie
1: just means literally, like, a black
0: tie. I'm not even wearing that. I'm wearing a bolo tie. You're at a bolo. Okay. Everyone knows we're from the country. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, yeah. So, there you go. You'd Like, do with that mm-hmm. what you will, because I know you hate dressing the same. Oh, but some of that is some of that is true, and maybe some of it is is a bold-faced lie.
0: There's not a chance... That there's not a chance that most of that is true um you'll have black pants, you'll have a white shirt, you'll have a black bow tie, you'll have a normal jacket there's not a, like I, a black jacket. I bet my and I gotta stop doing this, but I' my firstborn child that <laughs> I bet I win every time yeah so it's not a bad bet uh that you don't have a white jacket because you could only wear that once, and you would not do that there's a there's not a you would not wear something you'd not buy something you can only wear once. I know you. No, you. We'll you get Wouldn't to find out
1: in just over a week's I time. I don't even
0: reckon you're going to buy a jacket and anytime anyone asks, you're just going to be like, oh, it's just a bit hot. It's actually on my chair. Just so <laughs> you don't have to buy a jacket.
1: I have invented a new game uh, because you know when you hear some great songs on Triple M, they just remind you of other songs. Yes. Or maybe you're trying to find something and all you can keep thinking about is a song that's kind of similar or maybe in a similar genre or style. So I want to see if you can read my mind. Read my
0: mind. Oh, nice. I was listening to that last time.
1: Oh, yeah? Read My Mind from Sam's Town, the killer's second album. Yeah,
0: it was. Really randomly. It came up. I was looking for Runaways and that popped up. And I was uh,
1: Runaways up. is on their fourth album, Battleborn. Right. The funny
0: thing about Spotify, it's all available there for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't play <plug> them. <laughs> did
0: I or did I not in the meeting say to them, Are we gonna have music? He said no. So We're not gonna have we're not gonna have go that for kind podcasts. Of we do have yeah, music. Let me just say podcast and music just to play whenever. Yeah, listener. But if you want something on demand and you wanna pick that song, Spotify. <laughs> <laughs>
1: now I've got here I've got two songs <laughs> that nice. are reminding me of another song. Yep. Let's see if you can figure it out. All right, go. So, Daddy uh-huh. Cool, Boney M, Yep, and I'm also thinking, like, Rocky Mountain Way, The Eagles. So are you saying they sound similar? These songs are reminding me of another band, another song. So, Daddy Cool, Boney M, yep. Rocky Mountain Way, The Eagles. What am I thinking about? Am I thinking about a particular band? Am I thinking about a particular
0: song? Have a little stab in the dark with, with that info
1: there. Daddy Cool, Boney M, and Rocky Mountain Way, the Eagles.
0: Um, no idea. You don't know what I'm thinking? No. Don't even like
1: want to have a stab at, at an artist? James Brown. Okay. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I'm thinking about Eagle Rock by Daddy Cool. Oh gotcha cuz that's why the song Daddy Cool by Boney M reminds yeah. me of the band gotcha. Daddy Cool
0: gotcha 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 yep now now I'm on the same
1: page as you okay uh, this one though it can sometimes be more about vibes so this one less on the literal sense but like i'm listening to guns and roses knock, knock, knock,
3: you know, yep. hey.
1: and rose tattoo So what band am I be reminded of here? Who does November rain? Guns and Roses. Oh. That's obviously not them. Um, so I'm listening to the Gunners, I'm listening to Rose Tattoo, and I go, ooh, I'd
0: really like to put on some You would like to put on some Rolling Stones. Correct. A C D C.
1: I'm a bit, like, little bit of knocking on Heaven's Door. I'm going Heaven, Hell. Yeah. And then Rose Tattoo, Australian. Yeah. Gunners, ACDC, Rose Tattoo. It's all the same yeah. sort of genre.
0: Didn't Axel bloody jump up and sing for them?
1: They sung for yeah. ACDC. That's what I'm getting yeah. reminded of. Final one. Let's see if you can do the dirty sweep. Uh, I'm listening to Rolling Stones. I'm listening to Wild Horses. Yeah. And yeah. then I'm also listening to Sherbet. Are you thinking of
0: Daryl Braithwaite's Horses? He's done
3: it! Finally got one. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> I was just
1: immediately on the on the correct. This is a weird game.
0: This is like going... It's a weird game. You know, you know what game I'm going to play next? In fact, we'll do it right now. What am I thinking about having for dinner? Well, tell me what two things you're looking at. Um, I'm looking at the Mexican aisle okay. and the produce aisle. So you're having tacos? Wrong, fish.
1: <laughs> Could be fish tacos. <laughs> Triple M, Mitchell and Michael, and joining us online now, as he loves to on a cheap Tuesday, it is the Motley Fool himself, Scott
3: Phillips.
0: G'day,
3: boys. G'day.
0: Hey, that's uh, I how I listened to your podcast the other day.
3: <laughs> when you pretended? No, I actually you said did. it was kind of okay because you did go to sleep or something. Was no, that right?
0: I actually did. You, you did like a mail. <laughs> you did like a mail bag.
3: There you go. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'll
3: I'll believe you on that
0: one. There's a bit of hissing white, of a bit of hissing white noise. I think we can help you with the audio, but I'm not <laughs> <laughs> Do what
3: you can. Do what you can. I'm an amateur, mate. You guys are the pros. What can I say? Well, this
0: is the thing. We're the amateurs in the money game and yeah. and you're the pro and we have a ah, we have some nice. questions about uh, our future. Well, yeah, what's going Macros? on?
1: What's going on with the UK and the pound? Is that going to happen to the Aussie oh. dollar?
3: My goodness, that is a complete debacle. Here's the watch out, by the way. I don't want to get too political. Liz Truss, the relatively new Prime Minister, and maybe not for much longer, uh, she had had the shortest serving treasurer, they call him the Chancellor of the Exchequer in the UK, in British history, bar one. The only guy who was served for a shorter period of time actually died in office. That's how bad things are in the UK. This guy's turned up, handed down a budget that absolutely just killed the pound and the confidence in the UK financial system, uh, and then has paid with his job. Liz Truss, the new PM, may well go the same way. The challenge, I think, is what the UK have done is they announced a whole lot of things, a whole lot of spending, sorry, a whole lot of tax cuts, a whole lot of spending increases that were unfunded. And the market's gone. hang on, guys, you can't do that. You're going to really wreck the economy. There are some parallels between that and the stage three tax cuts that were introduced by the previous government and supported by the current government, by the way, a $245 billion cost to the federal budget. So there are some lessons there, but no, we shouldn't have the same degree of problems as the UK. They've wound back only overnight, almost all of those things that basically caused this problem in the first place, which is giving markets a bit of a breather, probably spells the end of this Truss's political career, at least as PM. Uh, in the meantime, but yeah, it, look, it shouldn't be a problem for us. Uh, good news, by the way, the pound's high. There's been a very long time. If you're traveling anywhere, don't go to the US. The dollar is absolutely getting smashed against the US dollar, but we're actually riding pretty high against the pound. You're getting about fifty percent more for your dollar than when I was there in two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight. So, uh, I'm uh, I'm looking at this very enviously. But, yeah, if you're going to do, you travel anytime soon, if you've got to spare a couple of bucks, and that's not many of us, uh, then maybe the UK is a place you might go.
1: Can we get any insight into maybe what the budget for us will bring shortly?
3: That's a good question. So we don't know for sure, but the government's been very, very careful and very deliberate to set us up for bad news, quite honestly. Since taking power, the current government, particularly Treasurer Chalmers, has spent most of his time telling us how much worse things are going to be. The latest installment was yesterday when he came back from new york having met with some of the world's uh, the larger economy treasurers and, and finance ministers he's come back and said yep things are really crook they're downgrading growth forecasts in the us in the uk and the european union we're going to have problems here inflation is going to keep rising we're in for some bad news that probably means spending cuts in the budget. Um, a combination, as always, of politics and economics in these things. But I think we need to prepare for a relatively austere budget. Uh, they're trying to take heat out of the economy, which is right, because that's exactly what the RBA is trying to do. And it would make, make no sense adding heat while the RBA is trying to take it away. But yeah, it's going to be a pretty tough budget. I don't think there'll be too many new goodies uh, and probably a, a range of spending cuts too.
1: So if you can, go to the UK. Have a holiday <laughs> and uh, well,
3: you can. <laughs> just, just get it done now. <laughs> live, a, live it up for a little while because things are... Look, you know, this is the challenge. We know the economy is in a, in a tough spot. We know globally we're probably in for a recession. We're hoping Australia can avoid that. The next 12... Chumas isn't wrong. The next 12 months is going to be a pretty rugged old time. Rates will keep rising. Inflation will keep rising. Economic growth will slow. Hopefully, by this time next year, rates might even be on the way down, fingers crossed, or at least not going up any higher. That's the hope. If we can get to that position in 12 months, that'd actually be a pretty good result, all things considered. It's going to hurt, but that's the trajectory we're on. Um, Yes, if you've got the spares, uh, oh, well, firstly, probably save a few just in case you lose your job or something else goes wrong or prices keep going up. But if you've got money left over after that, UK might be a good destination. At least you get more for your buck. So there's nothing to look forward to. (laughs) I've already said rates might come back down. Come on.
1: We've got to live a little. We get to look forward to catching it with Scott every week because we're going to need him more and more.
3: There you go. See, the, my time is coming. What did John Howard say? The times will suit me. Uh, perhaps perhaps <laughs> no, no one else calls me as much as, as you guys do and others in the media when it comes to interest rate day. So I've been busy the last few months and probably the next few months. After that, no one will want to talk to me. So I'm making hay while the sun shines.
1: We will. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Laura of Scott on Listener with the Good Oil or the Motley Fool podcast. Great stuff as always, mate. Appreciate it, boys. Talk soon.
3: If you enjoyed the Mitchell and
1: Michael podcast, remember to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your mates.